Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so I opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the brakes when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today, because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> Welcome along to the GAR on a bank holiday Monday and Conan is a little bit reeling here because Saturday night we had a Hurling County final then on Sunday first game we had another Hurling County final and then the deferred game was another Hurling County final so Conan is just completely in no man's land here on a Monday morning I'm enjoying watching TJ Reid and the boys um, TJ Reid selling dummies like they're going out of fashion but I really am I'm waiting for the Dublin final tonight That's Hold off <laughs> yeah actually the Dublin final is the big one tonight um I'm looking forward to that. Are you going to go to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Up to yeah. Parnell Park, up to my local. Jeez, I didn't think about that. No, but it's on television, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was no football on all weekend. And, like, I mean, the one I really wanted to see was the was the Kerry County final because that was the big one between um, Dr. Crooks and Dingle. And Dingle had beaten really impressive East Kerry in the semi final. Dingle had a harder edge, in inverted commas, this 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 year. They're playing a sweeper, which is unusual, playing a more defensive style. Given long ball into Guinea. Um, by my uh, information, is that the sweeper ended up uh, coming back to haunt him yesterday in the game against um, Dr. Crokes because all it did was free up Fionn uh, Fitzgerald as the sweeper on the other side, who immediately went across and completely double teamed Paul Guinea whenever he got the ball. Right. So when you've got a talismanic forward, see, Dr. Crokes have six brilliant forwards. Yeah. Dingle have one brilliant one. So why really it's hard for Dingle, you know, it's hard to do you bring a sweeper back um in front of the Tony Brosnan or David or David Shaw who got four from play um and Dahi O'Leary or do you not and maybe let Paul Gini outscore these three fellas so like I mean that's the one and by all accounts I was talking to Mark O'Shea last night he was on the way to uh, Waterville to Mick O'Dwyer there's been a Mick O'Dwyer festival down in Waterville all weekend did you know that? A festival for Mick? Pretty much a Mick O'Dwyer festival yeah I didn't get invited myself now but there was a few leash, <laughs> a few leash players Ian Fitzgerald Darren Rooney Aidan Fenley were down there on Friday night Ian Fitzgerald spoke down at it so I was thinking you know, this is just uh, a nice night out for Mikko, I think, to celebrate his career or whatever. And then I was talking to Mark O'Shea last night um, about the county final. 
and he says I'm on the way to Waterville for Miko's thing and I said <coughs> I said I thought that was Friday night and he says it was a full weekend festival Miko <laughs> <laughs> for you yeah. go hard to go home if any man deserves a weekend festival <laughs> it's uh, it's Miko Dwyer so there yeah. you go he had a full weekend festival so hope he enjoyed it and loads of legends went from Kerry legends to a few Leash legends if we can call Leash uh, footballers legends legends within Leash yeah. not national legends but anyways but back to the sweeper uh, debate like the do you not do anything against the, the crook forwards and just go man on man with that's them? the difficult thing that's the difficult thing like I mean maybe not play a full time sweeper and give them it maybe just be drifting fellas back as the play goes maybe that's the answer use your centre half back you know where you're not messing up your shape use your midfielder to drop centre back let your centre back drop and then maybe not be totally I think sometimes when you bring back a forward and make it obvious mm. it just gives the other team you know what I mean the obvious sweeper you can use a sweeper without completely or without bringing back a forward you know yeah. what I mean we know that from talking about it oh dear Gooch didn't start <laughs> it was not gas like, like Gooch, Gooch won his 8th county title yesterday um, he won his first one in 2000 it's not incredible 18 year um, and to have 8 county titles in Kerry now where there's area teams and it's very competitive it's a serious achievement himself and Owen Brosnan were there in 2000 Owen Brosnan came on as a sub as well still not having the Gooch as a sub now unless his form has gone off a cliff we don't know like, which is fair uh. enough because we haven't seen Enough, because he did miss a game that was on television and then he came on in a game that was on television and we didn't see... And David Shaw scored four, scored four from play. So, like, I mean, are they building for the future and is this acceptable at club and do we have it all wrong? <laughs> it's still... It's Colin Cooper. Like, we're not talking about anybody here. And like, it's not like in the last couple of years that he's been relying on his, his sharpness or his jinkiness and he's, he's not that player. He hasn't been for a while, but he's, like, one of the smartest players in Ireland, one of the most creative, the best two feet in Ireland. He can play half forward. He can play off a big man full forward. Like we don't. He can play. Like and he can play the whole game, right? You don't. You don't need him being at his athletic best. You just need him playing football. And I just. Oh, I don't want to live in a world where Colin Cooper can't start for his club. Yeah. What age is he? Thirty-seven now. Like with Henry Shefflin coming up on the show next. Henry's thirty-eight, and he's no longer playing. He's manager now, and he played up until last year. At what point? Do, like I mean you see that, like Henry and Gooch would never have been blessed with pace so it's not like they've lost their pace they've nothing left that yeah. they never traded on their pace so I still think Henry and Gooch I think the skill levels these lads have they could play till they're 45 I think so <laughs> Eddie Brennan 40 years of age playing with his club still doing it centre yeah. half forward yeah and Eddie Eddie main quality was his speed yeah. so now Eddie's probably changing his game up a bit to be more of a creative centre forward and you know maybe throwing a few passes yeah. around rather than being the blistering pace speedy goal scorer that he was and that's it obviously Gooch was always like a master ball winner but you know it hasn't been that for a while and he's always been able to do more with his game so he can still he can still do everything else except you know win ball in front of a another, speedy well, another point on this without labouring it is what do you say to David Shaw who's a star in the making an outstanding player do you say to him you're not ready when you are when he is ready do you know what I mean it's, not, it's, it's probably not as easy and black and white as we as we're saying and maybe I wonder I'd love to I'd love to talk to Gooch and see how happy he is with this role like maybe Gooch is happy to take a step back and go I'll have a chat he's probably not I don't know what I'm talking I'm just I'm, <laughs> do you know I'm playing devil's advocate with my own self yeah. here but uh, I'd love to talk to any player though who isn't happy that Colin Cooper's starting ahead of him because that's some hell of a player well that's the thing that's a lot of pressure we mentioned this um, we mentioned this is uh, Gavin O'Shea the manager's son is centre half forward who's a very good player but it just adds it, it, having Gooch on the bench adds pressure onto every single forward 
Yeah. Like I mean you're you're on thin ice Like I mean he's on the bench He can come on at any time And, and take your place So you make a mistake You're under, under pressure He's warming up on the sideline You yeah. know you're in trouble David Shaw didn't really uh, Feel any pressure yesterday Scoring four from play So fair play to him Another interesting one Before we move on Is A fella who's a videographer Tweeting me last night Saying that he wanted to Video the game And, and live stream it He said he's done it Plenty of times in the past And the Kerry County Board Didn't allow him Now very unusual that the, the most county boards, Leash, Armagh, Kerry, or Leash, Armagh, Mayo, loads of them. Wexford, we saw Maddie Ford's performance. They all have their own county board TV now, so they're streaming their own mm. their own county finals live on their website, live on their website, and charging you a subscription to watch it. So why are Kerry so far behind the times? That there was no way of us to see a really a real glamour county final. That like out, after Dublin, I would put Kerry up there you know the county final you really want to watch yeah and Kerry County Board seem to be well behind the times on getting this giving us a way of watching this yeah and and not allowing someone else to do it Galway were streaming uh, intermediate final yesterday you know Dublin obviously have great Dubs TV's class like Derry have one as well and not all these are subscription based like they're just putting out these clips because they know there's players all over the country and wants to watch them so yeah, I don't know why they're not showing it because Kerry Championship is one of the ones with the biggest mystique around. Yeah, unless they have uh, Kerry TV in the pipelines and they're just kind of cutting out the fellas that used to do it before they start up themselves. But like, I mean, it wouldn't make too much sense for yeah. this year. Yeah, it's strange they're cutting out somebody and not doing it themselves. Then, like, you know, would you not just want the clips either way and promote your championship as the best in the country? Yeah, yeah. So it's three in a row for Doctor Croaks before we moved they did a four in a row between 2010 and 2013 they have a complete domination on Kerry football so like I mean I think I was reading it took them 70 years between their fourth and their fifth and now they've gotten up to 13 in you know in the recent yeah so like I mean they've done really well so the Galway Senior Football Championship final was on as well Conan and this was a advertisement for Stephen Poacher um, style of football this was 7 all which you wouldn't come to expect with Corrafin but Corrafin were going for 6 in a row and Mount Bellew my lock had to do something about it so like I mean I wouldn't be too hard on them for this they had to now they went to a serious extreme dropping all, everybody in behind in behind the, the 45 so Corrafin struggled a lot they only had uh, one point on the board after 30 minutes that was a punched effort by Kira Malloy or wing back <laughs> so yeah. to say Mount Bellew my luck uh, tied them up would be an understatement um, then Barry McHugh now Corrafin only scored six points in 64 minutes um, Barry McHugh puts Mount Bellew my luck 7-6 ahead after 64 minutes only one minute left on the clock now you'd say there's no way back for Corrafin yeah. here like so Mount Bellew go back inside the 45 and inexplicably leave uh, Michal Lundy completely free on the end line you can take it up from there. Uh, like I've been watching the video back, that's the only clip I've seen of the game. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm sick watching it. It's like, oh, how did this happen? Like, yeah. he, the keeper has caused a distraction. He's running on in beyond the sort of half forward line. And Keepers do cause distractions. Yeah. We've seen this. So players followed him, but there were two or three guys out, sort of man and one fella, and Miho Lundy was standing behind them and. Honestly, I'd say if they watch it back, they'll be sick to the stomach and he just sort of waltzes in. And they actually could have got a goal because the keeper was yeah. free then as well. But obviously, they just needed the point to take it over. But oh, like as you say, like 
you know, six points in 64 minutes. Like, that's over 10 minutes a point. So they had 60 seconds just to keep them out Just again. to keep doing what they had been doing. And it just, it's just a lapse of concentration. And of all the people to leave unmarked, like, leave, like, you could leave, well, Cora Finn's a bit different, but you could leave six or seven of them unmarked and they'll be grand. They're not really a threat to you with a packed defence, but me call them, they come on. Yeah, yeah, there's no excuse for it. Say they were just maybe out in their feet. But it, the celebrations from Cora Finn when they got the equalising pint, like, I mean, it was almost like their first ever county title winning pint. Like, I mean, they're going for six in a row they've won all Ireland clubs two of them mm. that hunger is massively still there and like the crowd went wild and maybe when you're playing against a system that's that dour it becomes a yeah. real challenge almost that we didn't lose to this system rather yeah. than anything else there's a great picture on Sportsfile of Lundy after he scored the equaliser and he's roaring down screaming in one of the guy's faces he's right. on his knees just and it's like he hadn't scored the whole game so it was like up your sort of thing like you know you're probably getting a tight the whole game but as you say you can see why they did it and like Mount Bailey have got to the final three times since they last won it in 1986 and every time they came up against Corafin lost the last two by 10 points yeah, to them, yeah. so they so had to do no, something I have nothing against that yet. you have to do that in some in some situations so same Finn Bowers in Cork sticking with football uh, bridged a 33 year gap so they won the Cork football team against Dull Hollow who are an area team um since we mentioned this on Thursday since they last won it in 86 they lost seven finals so there was a bit of a mayo about that so Michael Shields is on the St Finbar's team he's playing centre forward it's weird oh. isn't it so we had Donahue from Mullingar Shamrocks who I marked playing centre forward as well This, as you get older defenders are heading up into the forwards now um, but he's he'd be a pretty good footballer interesting uh, uh, stat here is that both Cork captains captain their clubs to county titles so Ian Maguire is the St Finbar's um, captain and he is the Cork captain and Seamus Harnady as well Ian McKilly captain and Cork captain so that's just something like that so like I mean he, he Ian Maguire obviously paid tribute to some of the warriors on the team that lost in 2009 2010 and last year like Michael Shields the Ross O'Dwyers the Robert Amanis I love the way people put there before G- Gaelic <laughs> footballers names the Gooches yeah. and the Stars and the you know the, don't know why people do that but uh, Colin Parkinson <laughs> So that's it. So Finbar, St. Finbars are back on top in Cork. So they'll be delighted with that. In Hurling on Saturday night in the Piersig, we've talked plenty of times about the Piersig and how they're a year on, year off team. So they've retained their title for the first time. It's only their fifth title. So you might surprise you, but it was their first one they ever won in 2011. So they went 11, 13, 15, 17, and now have repeated in 18. So there's the five. So there you go. So they're automatically favourites for the All Ireland club now with. Um, with uh, Kula out so they lost it they got an unbelievable goal I don't know if you saw this one um, Peter Casey who was in the news a lot this weekend but this is the, hur- this is the I hur- saw him on the list and I thought oh Jesus what are we talking about this is the hurling Peter Casey not the Peter Casey that uh, shocked the world with over 300,000 <laughs> votes um, this is Peter Casey the the Napiersig and Limerick corner forward Jeez, it was like a soccer goal Conan I'm going to describe it to you here it was absolutely and hurling has just gone to the stage now where the skill levels have gone through the roof it's incredible stuff so he's coming down under the stand and he cuts in on the end line pretty much like soccer looks up sees David Dempsey sprinting down the centre of the goal so he's hitting the 21 lobs across just across just cross the ball when's when they ever see really mm. across David Dempsey jumps in the air jumps up smashes it down almost tennis style into the goals on the run never broke strides. 
unbelievable. Like, I mean, it is. It's just, and Bennis Bridge got it. Bennis Bridge's second goal was an unbelievable goal as well. Just real kind of unique flick over overhead flick and had to adjust his body and all things like that. So that was uh, unbelievable stuff. And Piercing won in Limerick. Bally Bowden, Dublin champions. So Bally Bowden won five in a row between 07 and 11. Um, interesting fact here Colin Baskell came off the bench and scored a point after 59 minutes a really important point to put three in it um, the pretty much kind of insurance point to make sure that you know goal wouldn't um, lose it for him Kilma could have now lost three finals in a row so Colin Baskell I didn't even know he was a Jeez, I, neither did I. you hear about Colin Kilkenny or Kieran Kilkenny and uh, Conor Callaghan and all these fellas mm. Your man McHugh from Nafina, all these jewel fellas. I hadn't heard Colin Baskell, but like, I mean, these Dublin fellas are just multi talented. Yeah, I remember doing a, an event for Dublin's jersey launch, and I asked Owen O'Donnell, like, you know, which hurler in the country would he take to Dublin? And he just named, like, Conor Callahan and Kieran Kilkenny and players of in the county. And you're like, geez, imagine the team they could have. Like, they'd be all earning it then. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they'll do a Conal Keeney on it. And um, after they've had their fill of football, um, they'll come back and give their last few years to the hurlers. You'd like to see that. There was controversy in this game because Mark Howard made a sensational run in the first half, right? So he, he must have taken the ball from midfield and the whole thing opened up for him. And he played really well. And he is coming true on goals and he brings it the whole way to inside the 21 into the 14 and the man following him makes a wild swipe across him which is not the most not the worst thing but the goalkeeper Gary Maguire um, comes out with his and leads with his foot and really just takes Mark Howard completely out of it it was a straight red now it all happened so fast Howard got the shot off but it was a straight red I don't think there's anything could even question that this was a straight red Owen O'Donnell was on the co-com with Oshin Langan and he said that this would not be unusual for Gary Maguire to come out and do this <laughs> it was a brilliant Owen O'Donnell who was a current Dublin player it was a brilliant piece of co-commentary like he didn't pull any punches but like I mean uh, so I'm sure Kilmacud Croaks will look back on that and go if, if Bally Bowden were a point down and that was a penalty or it was a penalty but Oshin um Oshin O'Rourke missed the penalty so they didn't really get anything out of this this great chance you know that Ballyboden could have been uh, a man down so you're looking for rule changes or what or like, because it was it was completely cynical the keeper just charged at him because if he takes him out he's got a penalty which means it's not definitely a goal yeah especially in hurling hurling's not hard, as easy yeah. Yeah. yeah so he definitely took him out and that was it yeah so like I mean it was 1-6 to 6 points I think at that stage um, Kilmico Crokes did go in ahead at half time um, Ballyboden won it in the second half look I don't want to take away from Ballyboden they're back on top um, again I think it was 2013 since the last time they won it so I'm sure they won't worry we might talk about Conal Keeney in the performance of the weekend on provincial championships so St Pat's beat Rat New on on Saturday and we all know about that so like I mean they came back from, they scored the last two points of the game to win 10-8 against Rat New so it was a brilliant win now I don't know what St. Pat's did I'd imagine they went home in their track suits and got a bit of recovery in for the Leinster club it's not like it was their first match in Leinster ever or their first ever county title so I'd say they probably went I don't know like I mean would they had a couple of points it's hard to know they came out against Road the next day anyways and went three points to one up inside eight minutes so they really put all their energy into that <laughs> put in all their energy into that first ten minutes and then ended up losing by ten points so like I mean Road couldn't believe their luck I'm sure when that county final went was a draw and and uh, the replay was fixed for two weeks later and like I mean it has to be pointed out that while it, it is bad luck on the Wicklow County Board that it was a, a draw 
they should have had provisions for the draw that it would finish on yeah. that day extra time and also you shouldn't be left with no wriggle room when Wicklow were bloody out of the championship in <laughs> when were they out June the 9th ah come it's on the best part of five months they had to get it to get it right there you go and like the more you talk about this and we keep talking about it and talking about it and it's blamed on championship structures this is county board yeah. there's no championship structures what the hell do you want we're fighting to have county football over at the end of July what the hell is happening? Like, I mean, this was over in June and they can't yeah. under this problem. Like, I mean, so again, it's county boards are the huge, huge, huge issue within the GA at the moment. And I keep repeating it. Like, they've had three weeks of June, the whole of July, August, September to do a club championship and, you know, make allowance for hurling, make allowance for replays and they couldn't do it. And I get that they're probably trying to time it with the Leinster, but you have so much rigour. That's too close, yeah. yeah. Give them three weeks off or give them, like, I mean, with the hurling on the following week and and some dual players, just move it. Give give your... Or else. And if you say, right, well, we're not giving regal room, well, then you have to have extra time. You have to have the provision. You can't do this to players. You, this is the wor- This is the very, very worst case scenario to do. Yeah. Why leave it to that? And like, listen, I've never won a, a county championship, but I, I would hate to think that I had to go out a week later after winning the county title. You know, and then you're thinking about a game in six days' time rather than just celebrating like mad. You know, you at least want two weeks, right, just to celebrate properly, take yeah. the Monday off work. If it's then. your first one, yeah, like I mean, Portlaoise wouldn't need. Portlaoise could well do do without it, but like I mean, you you bring us on to Moorfield and Mulligar Shamrocks. So Mulligar <laughs> Shamrocks like did the dog on it and celebrated it. I don't think they're at the stage where they really care about Leinster. I'd say Moorfield couldn't believe their luck when they saw them beating Lomans because Lomans wouldn't have celebrated. Yeah. They might have done the Sunday night. They would have been focused on Leinster after what happened here before. Of course, Mullingar Shamrocks beat Lomans in the in the local derby. Moorfield can't believe their luck. They're <laughs> looking at they're looking at these pictures from Connor Moore's Instagram. On <laughs> well, I saw some more last night after they had lost, and they had the cup out, <laughs> and they're all singing and celebrating. See, they didn't them. care. Yeah, they celebrated again. Yeah, just, yeah, celebrated again. And this is just another Sunday night where we can go drinking and celebrate it Season's again. Season's over. Season's <laughs> over. So that's it. But. Uh, uh, Ballygunner were made to fight against Middleton they only beat them by two points I think in the end and Slock Neil very surprisingly went down to Ballycran they were one of the seven favourites we mentioned this on Thursday so Slock Neil have had a, a nightmare year after so many absolutely sensational years so they're out of the how many was that going for did they win three in a row in the hurling Ulsters I'm not too sure I thought it was two but um, two maybe yeah like <laughs> nightmare year but they still won the Derry Club Championship in the hurling in like, the hurling yeah I'd say they're happy to have a winter off for once like you know it's, and a bit of change going on obviously with Mickey Moran leaving the football scene and they'll be happy just to have a few months to themselves and yeah. get Do back to normality did you see the controversy about Sam Maguire going missing did you see this so oh. You didn't see this? No. Jeez, well, I should have mentioned it. Did you not look at my sheet here before we came on air? <laughs> I just saw Peter so, Casey and freaked out. I t- <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, I was reading this uh, report in The Independent and they gave the exclusive to the Sunday World, but I actually got this on a WhatsApp message over the weekend, long before I read it anywhere. So, um, Dublin stars Brian Fenton, Brian Howard, Michael Fitzsimons, Connor Callaghan and Jim Gavin were over in The Mean Fiddler in... in uh, in New York and they were obviously at some um, Sounds like a start of a joke <laughs> <laughs> Walked into a bar yeah. and uh, they were out celebrate doing whatever whatever function it was at anyways and um, Sam went Sam was robbed so there was on CCTV a fellow walking straight out the door of the main fiddler with Sam brings it back to a hotel room so it's up on Snapchat then these fellas du- well, the one was speaking that I heard was a dub and he spat into Sam Maguire Jesus. A disgraceful, despicable act for anybody to do. 
but uh, they were then there was a couple more Snapchats and they were they were just they were drunk. Yeah. And they were Snapchatting the fact that they had Sam back in <laughs> back in the hotel room. You couldn't make this stuff up. So like I'd say poor Jim Gavin, like I mean they obviously Alan Milton was saying the Dublin team take the responsibility of having the Sam Maguire very, very seriously. And like I mean, I'm just picturing Jim Gavin down in the mean fiddler <laughs> and Sam's gone. Think of how like think of the brand he's trying to create and these fellas have just lost Sam. <laughs> so anyway, they got Sam back. Sam was recovered and he was on the flight back home with them. So like I mean, there was a controversy about nothing. But he did go missing and I don't know why I found that so funny. It was more <laughs> I'd say the I'd say the likes of Fenton and Howard and Fitzsimons and Connor Callum were just having a few pints not even but I'd say Jim now this is very very serious if we <laughs> yeah. if we lose Sam out here the boys over for a piss up in New York and they lost the trophy yeah 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 think of think how this, we'll have to clean an awful lot of dressing rooms to win the <laughs> <laughs> alright last one here before we get into part two was a classic story from the Leinster Intermediate Football Championship so a player for Kildare's two mile house called Didier Cordonnier sounds French I'd say my pronunciation there is absolutely perfect so he got a yellow card and then he was sent off um, by the referee because when, as he was taking his name for a yellow card he said his name was Didier, Didier Cordonnier and the referee didn't believe him right so like that's funny to me and this is not without precedent because uh, Maureen Catterson who's communications manager with RT Radio she tweeted and this is just completely um, coincidence that Two Mile House a similar incident happened a few years ago where one of their players <laughs> one of their players names was James it was James Bond <laughs> right so he got he got booked and the referee obviously says what's your name and your message is James Bond <laughs> Bond <laughs> what's your full name James Bond <laughs> get off get off I don't have time for this nonsense the sad but, thing about that is the ref has the team sheet in his back pocket there. so he could have double checked it <laughs> well, yeah, he just exactly. handed it a copy beforehand exactly because I was actually laughing on Twitter the other night about this because it happened to a friend of mine's brother now my friend's name is Greg Ramsbottom played for Leash um, underage and on the senior seniors for a while as well and his brother's name is Bosco so his name is Bosco Ramsbottom right so, <laughs> so, like you can have Ramsbottom a, yeah, yeah so Ramsbottom would be a common enough name in Leash um, the great Sue Ramsbottom brilliant uh, ladies footballer in the late 90s outstanding footballer actually Sue Ramsbottom Bosco. might be a relation but his name is Bosco his real name is Bosco it's not a nickname so Bosco Ramsbottom so he was actually the same thing so what's your name Bosco Ramsbottom <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean there was different people sending different uh, anecdotes about referees and another fella actually it was funny you see you don't know how to believe this we're taking Maureen Catterson and my example This these happened because we're um Journalists and we were like very, very trustworthy. But another fellow on Twitter came back and said that once the referee forgot his yellow and red card, so he used yellow snack bar and a red Kit Kat bar. <laughs> That's bullshit. No, I forgot the cards, but I happened to have a yellow snack bar and a Kit Kat. Well, no, maybe he got out of Clubhouse Canteen. Like, this is this is I started thinking about this. This could be believable. Like, what have we got yellow and red? I would say there was lads getting sent off right, left, and center just to get these uh, cards flashed. And Anyways, listen, we'll leave it there. We'll be back in a minute with King Henry. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up now because <laughs> there's no such thing as a media ban. We don't have a media ban. Ah, you do? No, we don't. Um, but but you didn't let Jamie talk at a, at a hurley launch one day. Yeah, but hold on a second now. He was at a hurley launch, you know. Yeah. You know, I, there's I, a media I, ban if he can't no, talk no, at that. No, absolutely not. I think you guys need to do your job. Don't depend on us guys for quotes, you know. Okay. Go but no, earn, he, earn your living like the rest of us. But if he's at a media day and he says to the media that I'm not allowed to talk, then right. he's obviously on a ban. Well, I think he's carrying a mixed message. All right, so Ballyhale Shamrocks are back to the top in Kilkenny, um, hurling, and their manager, Kilkenny legend Henry Shefflin, is on the line now. Henry, congrats! I suppose three years without a title is a long time in Ballyhale in recent history. Yeah, well, I, I, whatever about three years it probably doesn't sound long to a lot of your listeners, but I think since we we did four in a row, six, seven, eight, and nine, since that period we've only won two county finals. So um, for the talent we probably had, it's probably not enough. So. With the lovely back of the top of the pile, I suppose. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you've six um, Kilkenny County titles in that period, you've four Leinsters and three All Ireland. So, like, I mean, you've really made the most out of your county titles. Yeah, I suppose, you know, and when I started, I suppose we, we were intermediate columns, so we the full circle. But to be fair, we've had some very, very talented players and just a, a, a great crop of players, I suppose. So, to be fair, when you, you have that, I suppose, you have to try and achieve all you can. So I suppose we have been looking. I think in the last few years, you know, there's definitely been a lot of good teams here in Kilkenny and the competition is very, very uh, strong. But I think we probably should have won a bit more. That bit of bite, that bit of hunger to get over the line probably wasn't as, as, as there as much as it should be in some of those years. But um, we're just delighted to be back there now again this year. So you, you've you kind of come through a bit of a transition period since you won it in 2014. So I was looking, there's only six of the team that started in 2014 there again now. So it's it's pretty much a completely new team. Is this a team you're expecting to come back up along? Well, no, we, we didn't because at that stage, Colin, we're, we're a rural club, so we, we didn't expect, we didn't have, you know, fabulous under 14, under 16 teams. We didn't have a big production like coming through, but... We just happened to, you know, two years ago, we won a minor county final. No one expected us to win it. We won a 21 county final last year. Again, no one expected us to win it. So, you know, we we'd four of those minors from uh, four of the minors teams playing yesterday. So I said, it just happens that we get a couple of players and they just seem to be coming along and you can just embed them. And then it's easy for those chaps to come in when you're playing alongside Mick Fenley and Colin Fenley and TJ Reed, Joey Holden. It just makes that transition a lot easier for them. Yeah, and it, it's almost mirrors the Kilkenny senior hurling team that it, a few new lads come in and they kind of ignite the old lads and kind of work off each other. Yeah, I suppose uh, it does bring that bit of freshness. But, um, you know, I suppose when we took over last year and I, I knew there, there was potential in these chaps. But um, I suppose you still need, you know, we have the quality. We have the teacher read. And if you have someone like that and you can get good players around them, it makes it a lot easier everyone yeah I saw the you said before the game that you just told them to go out and express themselves pretty much like there was no huge talk of tactics in the lead up to it that you must have been <laughs> delighted with how they did express themselves because you had 10 different scorers like I mean and in the first half you were sensational yeah I think I think in the first half I was very happy I think the second half you know I suppose that's that's it Colin it's very simple and it probably is not good for you that we're not talking tactics and Men here, men there. We did a lot of a lot of work in that all during the year. You know, I, I had very good trainers, and my brother Tommy and, and Richie O'Neill, and we did a lot of work on them. But I just felt last week we were probably 
we played the semi-final last week and we were probably focused on too much on what we wanted to do what we wanted and I knew seven day turnaround I knew to just get out and just let, them, let themselves go and let themselves play because as I said earlier on they have plenty plenty of talent so it's just about expressing themselves using the ball head up I thought in the semi-final they were just banging it anywhere and they were, they were panicking a little bit and it's just I suppose in the big days it's not the panic and just to use the ball and I think in the first half they did that very very well and obviously Bennis Bridge came back strong and got a couple of goals in the second half so we were hanging on a little bit at the end but to be fair I think that, that first half just, just got us over the line Yeah and I suppose you probably talked about that as well that Bennis Bridge are so inexperienced that a good start is important kind of knock that confidence or that idea that they had a chance kind of out of their heads so like I mean you're 1-5 to no score up you couldn't have done that any better yeah, and that was it. And I think we played them in the the league championship here in Kilkenny, and they started very, very well. They went six points to one up, and we couldn't take them back. And they, they beat us by four points that day. So we knew that. But look, it's all talk. Seven days previous to that, we didn't play well. I knew the lads. No matter what it was, was it another match or another round of the championship? It didn't matter. I knew minutes later they were going to go out and they were going to tear into it. TJ missed a lot of frees in the semi final. I had no fear that the first one he got, you know, it was about 70 yards out, bang over the bar. So, you know, I think lads just want to get out and just express themselves. And I suppose the seven-day turnaround, it definitely told us come the end of the game because we definitely were tiring. But I think at the start, that bit of hunger, that bit of freshness, that they wanted to just prove what they'd done seven days before wasn't correct. So I think that, that obviously stood us in good stead as well. Yeah, I don't know if you've given this any thought or anything, but you obviously manager this year, you played up until last year. I was watching a game and Bennett's Bridge got it back to three points and I was thinking, would Henry not just bring himself on there or give him a nice lift? <laughs> <laughs> give him a nice lift. And no, that would be you thinking like that. You just <laughs> want to get in yourself. <laughs> but, but would it not have crossed your mind to go player manager for a year even? Like, I mean, you're, what age are you? 38? Like, it's not, it's not unbelievably old. It's not, Colin, but you know yourself, back when we were playing, you could probably do that, but it's just moved on to such a level now, and, you know, there's so much time and commitment and focus required on the line that you, you can't do boredom, and I was very happy to make that decision straight away, that, look, if this is something I'm doing, that's it, I'm finished playing, and I think you have to put all your focus into to managing the team and, you know, trying to get the best from the lads, so... So absolutely, there was no way that that at all. Right. Okay. And what do you, what do you like on the line? Like, I mean, is it is it frustrating for you because you didn't really have any separation from playing, you know, to management? You're coming straight into it. So, like, do you puck every ball with them, or do you try to stay calm, or like, how do you how do you? Uh, no, I'm learning. I'm still learning, Colm. I'm learning as I go on. You know, there was a couple of days during the year where I got very excited and stuff like that, and giving out giving out to referees. And you just you learn from that, so you have to be a little bit calmer and just watch what things are going on. So, um, for me, that's that's the way I, I'm doing things and trying to stay, you know, just trying to stay involved and and trying to just see what's going on and and just judge it as best you can. So that that's the way I'm trying to do it. You have a whole new appreciation for Davy Fitz losing his mind on the sideline, then. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely so, definitely so. And come here, so I, I was watching the game and I saw the full-time whistle went and the camera panned onto you and it's just on this same thing. Like, I mean, uh, it looked like you weren't sure whether to run in and start hugging the fellas like you would have done only last year or whether oh. to kind of hold back and be more of the manager type. Like, I mean, uh, like you, you're obviously very, very inexperienced and in finding your way as manager. Absolutely, and that's the thing, you know, so... 
what do you do? But I, I said to the lads after the match, you know, outside in the dressing room, was that, you know, we went in for the shower and stuff, and you know yourself after winning something, the crack and the banter is absolutely brilliant. But like, you are separated, yeah. you are different. And I said to the lads, you know, no matter what, there's nothing like being a player to do that. You know, that's that's when you get your real buzz because. I have my backrooms team and I have my management team with me and we're our little kind of group but you know the players those 30, 35 of our lads or whatever it may be and they're the ones that they're, they're the days that you'll always always cherish Yeah but it's enjoy- like I mean it's not fa- is it far off like or is it like you know not in beats playing that's obvious I've never no, managed no, I, but I, I think I, I think satisfaction is a big word you know because that's you, you set out your stall at the beginning of the year you want to try and create something. You want to try and create that that bond and that togetherness that everyone talks about. And I suppose it's just to see the lads then reach their potential and deliver something. I think, and like it's like everyone, like Venice Bridge this morning. I'm sure a lot of clubs all over the country. You know, there's great lads involved with all these teams, and you have a great team spirit. And I think if you can get that, um, well then, you know, if you can have the talent as well to go with it, it just makes it all the easier. And I suppose. That was my job last year when I came in was that I just felt that, you know, that Colin and Andy had done a great job the previous three or four years they'd been with us. And I suppose it was just trying to, to come on and, and build on that and, and get that bit of youth and talent in, into the team and that bit of freshness. And I suppose that's what a new manager does bring us. It brings that bit of freshness. Yeah. So is Brian Cody's stamp all over your management style? Ah uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Have I learned a lot from Colm? Absolutely, but um, I think you have to be yourself. And I suppose I, I would be sim- similar in a lot of characteristics, characteristics that Brian would have and myself. So um, you know, there, there would be a lot of this similarities there. But I think you have to be yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, well, well, do you keep the whistle in your pocket for the A versus Bs? Yeah. <laughs> 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 We wouldn't be very, uh, but no, to be fair, I think we we did do that up between ourselves. So, um, you know, and as I said, you, you do learn a lot from from great managers like that. And uh, you know, I've learned a lot from Brian over the years. So um, it's been brilliant to talk on themself. But I, I'm still very much finding myself, Callum, and that you know, it's been it's been a wonderful year. Obviously, we couldn't have asked for more, but um, and I couldn't ask more from the players themselves. They just gave it everything all year. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, I mean, Brian Cody, obviously a big influence on you, but your brother Tommy, like, he was over Carrick Shock. I interviewed him a couple of years ago and they won the Intermediate. Even, like, the nuts and bolts of, like, the everyday on the ground managing a club, he'd be a huge help to you as well because I often think to myself, if you were to go in and manage a club, geez, when, when you've no experience, there's so much you need to learn. Like, I mean, and having someone who's made, you know, mistakes and oh, yeah. did things right to help you along. That was my first phone call, Colin, because I knew I knew I couldn't, you know, there's no way I could do it, you know, without because my idea would have been to go off somewhere and, you know, get a bit of experience, do a little bit of coaching and kind of build yourself up and it just so happened that the lads were leaving last year and, you know, there was a little bit of like any club, there was a little bit of friction going on between a bit of politics going on and they wanted someone to come in and I just felt it was the right opportunity to come in because there was that young talent coming through, so uh, my first phone call when I got the call was, was to Tommy and you know without him we wouldn't have been where we are and he said that bit of experience that bit of knowledge and he's been there and through it all before and you just need that you know 
Yeah, no, I suppose that's that's uh, that's important enough. So there's Eddie Brennan, there's yourself, there's David Herity, there's Michael Kavanagh and Martin Comerford are in with Mead. There's a whole load of the Brian Cody stable of managers, a bit like Alex Ferguson with the Manchester United lads. You're all coming out, but none of you are going to get the top job because <laughs> Cody has it. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not, absolutely not. I know, but I, I think, you know, it's all cliches, Colin. You know yourself, you're second well used to hearing them, but, you know, all those lads, they, they love the game and we all do love it and I suppose you love being involved with your parish and the community and it's Monday morning after the county final, everyone is very, very happy. I got a lovely photo last night with my, my two youngest children sitting in bar stools. Now, they weren't drinking alcohol, but they were <laughs> up the bar stools. My mother was there and myself. So, you know, that's, that's what it's about, I suppose. You would just love, I know there's been a lot of controversy the last few weeks about uh, fighting at club games and stuff like that, but you would love for every club to experience that winning winning feeling because it's brilliant for the community absolutely brilliant yeah no exactly was it, so like I mean it sounds like it wasn't really your plan to go straight into management like you have five children I don't know where you find the time to go straight back into management but like I mean the opportunity came up and instead of maybe doing a bit of part time coaching you're just straight in there now Henry and there's no, there's no turning back now you have a county title straight away uh, no no I, I don't know about turning back but like to be fair, the great thing about it was that my children were able to come down to the field with me. Yeah, so I is that your daughter that ran on straight after it, was it? Yeah, she's hugging my hand here at the moment. She's getting <laughs> delighted with herself. She's in the, in the papers this morning. So, um, But like, you know, you could have went off coaching somewhere. You could have went off to some of the other counties. You'd be leaving here at maybe six o'clock in the evening. You know, at the moment, I can tip down to train there at seven o'clock. A couple of the children can jump in the car with me and they're very, very much involved as well. So, in that sense, it worked out very well. It is difficult. Your own people, players at Bedford, Bob Bellard, who told you it for 20 years, hurling, you know, would, would have loved to have played all year and he just got on for the last moment, last minute yesterday. So that is difficult to manage all those things. But I think if you're doing it in a fair way, in an honest way, I think the lads do respect you for that. So I suppose it is. it brings the challenges, but it, there is great things to come with it as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Just before I let you go, Brian Cody's been pretty vocal there in the last two weeks about the club situation in Kilkenny. It's a weird one. Kilkenny, because Brian is so reasonable with the clubs and he gets club games played throughout, mm. even when you were winning All-Irelands, that Kilkenny club is actually worse off now since the restructure came in. Have you noticed that? And, like, I mean, you can't really say much about it when you're an inter-county player because you have more important, probably, things on your mind, whether that sounds fair or not, but they do. Um, like, what's your what's your take on the club player? I think they're they're being like we played a county semi final last week. We had seven days of a turnaround to a county final with a couple of lads carrying knocks who could have missed the final, yeah. and you know we've had seven months of probably inactivity. So it it doesn't make sense to me. It is very very difficult. I suppose you know two of us have experience in the county. We know the way it goes and you come back to your your your, your uh your club then and, and I suppose it's the club players are the really ones that are suffering, you know. So um there's no doubt about it that they do need to do something about it, you know. Um I don't think you know, we've been very, very fortunate this year with the weather. Uh I don't think we've actually had a wet day in in the club championship. But like yeah, you know, I, I don't think when summer months there there's no one playing in the field when you'd love to be down and, and, and expressing yourself I, I think it's just not right for the club players themselves so and whatever there may be and it's not an easy fix but I think we need to just look at something and just have a right structure in place that everyone knows 
exactly what's taking place and I think they are coming to that point now yeah, no, they definitely are. Before I let you go, um, you don't, you can't have many regrets from your career. You've ten All Irelands. We know everything that you won, even with your club. Is one regret not taking part in that GA jackass and getting the chance to hit me with a slitter? I fucking tell you, I was thinking <laughs> of this morning when you were going to ring me. I tell you, there were a lot of people would have been happy to tell you that I took that ball and fucking slammed it. You should have. I'd say you'll never, you'll, you'll, you'll regret it. Michael Dignan would have paid money to get a chance to do something like that. <laughs> But is it, it, it? You know, I, I, I didn't think of that. You know, I was just so focused. Like I didn't want to be messing around or anything like that. That's just the way I suppose I was as a player. So, um, and you know, it, it is different once you relax and you switch off and you, you take a turn. I'm just sorry now. I didn't take that opportunity to take you down, Colin. <laughs> Listen, Henry. If you've one regret, we'll allow you to have that one from your career. Thanks uh, very thanks much. Uh, thanks very much for taking the call. Congratulations. Back. Thanks very much, Colin. So there you go, Colin. There you go. Henry Shefflin doesn't have many regrets, but uh, and have to be fair to Henry and even his explanation there that he take he take took hurling so seriously. He he was just focused the week of a of a match and didn't really kind of want to to kind of do that. And I have to say, I've had mixed feelings when I saw him walking in. I was annoyed that the video wouldn't be as good without him yeah. but I was pretty happy that he wasn't there as well <laughs> every <laughs> single time I was a banker to get him right <laughs> into the job but like I mean they, like I, d- I thought he was really good there like it's his first first ever year as manager you know resisted the temptation to go player manager which I thought he w- could well have been yeah. but then you have to remember if you were player manager and you start bringing yourself on like you're opening up kind of I don't know accusations from the the players you know confrontations that you might not need and he thought he was saying that back in our day you could do it but nowadays it's just too much stuff to take care of without yeah. having to worry about coming onto the field as well exactly there's too much involved in management too many players and like if you're playing you do have to concentrate on your own performance and yeah. how you're getting on and Nick you're right I remember sitting in the changing room before and we had a player manager and people had to say to him you're not a forward you're playing yourself in the full forward line and you're not a forward play full back for us would you, you know and like that, that kind of stuff yeah. and that was all being talked about for weeks before that as well so it's not good yeah. like you know and still in all though like I mean they're three points up Bennett's Bridge got it back from 10 I'd say a lot of the players on the field wouldn't have minded seeing Henry trot out towards the midfield and get on a ball or two and just calm things down you know what I mean yeah. but then again you're not to know that this actual three minutes at the end of a county final might be important at the start of the year yeah I, I was just excited thinking oh no, Henry Shefflin is a manager and that's it you know he's not a player manager there's nothing in between he's just a manager and first year first titles like this could be the start of a, a great career like you know one five as a player but now it's straight away one from one as a manager and I'd say it's probably just as if not more fulfilling doing it as a manager he said yeah but he said it's more satisfying as in an accomplishment but it's not the same thrill do you know what I mean you yeah. probably feel like that's great that what we worked on work. you know you feel that kind of um, you know sense of job well done rather than the euphoria of the final whistle going and you jumping around kind of celebrate I definitely thought it was interesting because like, he's playing last year so now today right so he's going in to meet all the lads today I always remember managers always came in that bit later like we'd come into the pub at 11 o'clock straight the minute yeah. would be, the minute you'd wake up you'd be trying to get your way in ringing around manager never would be in there so the manager might arrive in maybe five or six everyone belubas and he'd sit across <laughs> over at the bar and different lads would go over yeah. and back and you'd have your one-on-ones with them and stuff like that and this was loads of different managers the, the management team would sit with themselves the manager never sit in kind of the middle of us and sing songs and stuff maybe later on that night but I always remember there being a clear separation Yeah, and that must be difficult for Henry today going in there knowing last year I was down there 
and this year now I might have to step back a little bit <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean it's it's just yeah and like you can't really be as much as we're all like club men and stuff you can't really be their pals as much because you're going you to have to make big decisions yeah. like you're going to have to drop your Colin Parkinson's <laughs> and the like you know yeah that'll cause a lot of trouble if you do <laughs> yeah, that I'd say those one on ones would be interesting after county <laughs> finals but that's it yeah no so there's a whole other dynamic so it's great to see Henry in in uh, management and like I was saying to him Eddie Brennan David Herity Michael Cavan and Martin Comerford there's a good few of those Brian Cody uh, brilliant exceptional team of all Ireland winners moving into management and again they're having to manage clubs and other counties Kildare, Mead and Leash they're yeah. doing the tour of Leinster we're all benefiting from Brian <laughs> Cody being in the job for as long as he has alright up next we'll do performance of the weekend Let's chill the beans. There still is a lot of work to be done yet. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. But I'll tell you, give us a year, a year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. Let's chill the beans. Beans. Let's chill the beans. Let's chill the beans. Beans. Let's chill the beans. There still is a lot of work to be done yet. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. But I tell you, give us a year, a year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. Yeah, Paddy Power performance of the weekend, Conan, and the first one up is TJ Reid. I don't know how many times TJ has been a nomination. To say he has a good few pairs of uh, Paddy Power lucky pants at this stage, because we, we definitely sent we definitely sent them out. We're just help here during the summer, and he did all that. Now I'm a good few weeks behind yeah. since it's back onto my uh, onto my watch again. I'm going to have to do them again. But TJ Reid, like I mean, he scored he scored one eight in the first half. Like his goal was pure TJ Reid coming onto the play, coming at pace, and just taking his taking it uh, taking it through and scoring a goal. It went down low, but he's just he's a phenomenon. Like I mean, how many teams does he just carry? Like I mean, yeah. he's just incredible. He gets the ball or the slitter, sorry, forty yards out. But like only TJ Reid would be thinking goal there. Like yeah, he just burst past two players and, and scored. He's completely ruthless. Like he seems to just be cold-blooded like the whole story going on but that's Kilkenny see that's Kilkenny that's bred into them to see a goal there because I'm the same as you a lot of lads would take that on the pop especially in the first half when you want to get one one up on the board like and uh, Dear Middling did a bit of showed a bit of analysis right so in hindsight when you look at it back from behind the goal the area in front of him did open up so like I mean but he immediately triggered like that this is on bang He's out near the well outside the forty-five when he's saying this is on. There's nobody in there. I'm going to take this through and yeah. score. Like in a, three minutes into a county final, going for the juggler and completely putting it out of Bennett's Bridge, who are an up-and-coming team. I guarantee you, like I said to Henry uh, Bally Hale, would talk about lads. We need. We can't give these lads confidence. They get a, any yeah. sort of a start. That's their tails up. Let's put it out of their heads. Now, and they did put it out of their heads. Now, in fairness, Bennett's Bridge came back well. But like when you have TJ Reid in your team you just have a chance you just, yeah. you're just you just there it was him putting it out of their heads all the time I mean one of the points he got of the 1-8 in the first half was it was a great block down I think it was Connor Murphy to play for Bennisbridge and they were, they were scrambling around that would lift the team getting a great block it was a sort of diving block Reid picks it up and it looks like he's about to swing it over off the left 
pirouettes the other way and just puts it over off the right on the turn and yeah. do you know what again just completely sinks the team who have made this amazing block and he's just ruthlessly going around saying that's nice story and all that but you know I'm yeah. here now piss off and it was a catch then it was in the last minute of the game last minute or two he caught a ball in between three or four lads he had no right to catch it got fouled won the free celebrated the free <laughs> knew the game was over at that stage and like I mean whatever about getting the scores it's all the work this fella does he's just a complete player like I mean that ball was when you needed a leader when you needed somebody to do something he just plucked it out of the sky yeah. and one thing I noticed I'm, like we always like to have uh, hurlers here to explain this but just looking at this he just put his hand up at the last minute it's not like you often see hurlers their hands are up there waiting for the ball to catch it but he just put it just actually reached it up into the air and actually just perfect timing yeah to, I don't know it just looked really technically outstanding what he did because the, re- the replay showed it again is that just to stop yourself getting get your hand hooked or ah, you know, here we can't go down this road like I mean <laughs> Jesus talking about the blind leading the blind I'm, I'm just not doing it I'm not, I know we're near the end now but people will tune out they will tune out we'll be back more to one of your strengths Niall McNamee 11 points now in fairness he's playing the team St. Patrick's that we've talked about this that were just would have been dead on their feet still 11 points in any game um, is sensationally four free so seven from playing Niall McNamee's just doing this for for years and years and I'd say the amount of people in Offaly that are just frustrated that he retired he's perfectly <laughs> entitled to retire but when you had him and you had him and young Keane Johnson in a two man full forward line for Offaly like I mean that's that's division two division one standard yeah. now Offaly are not that standard but like I mean it's just very frustrating that they don't have him at the same time as they have Johnson yeah it's going to be very annoying for McNamee though every time he posts scores like that 11 points that every time yeah. it's going to be why doesn't he play for Arsenal I wonder is John Mohan on to him like I mean because we talked to Stephen Wallace and he got on to him and I mean, John Mohan might have that bit of star quality enough to get McNamee back into the mix yeah come out for the championship even or end of the league or yeah. do the good rule come off the bench or whatever yeah. like I don't like. There's no way you can manage Alfley and not be camping outside his doors. Oh, you're going back out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'd actually go so far as to say that if I was sounded out for the Offaly job I would ring Niall McNamee before he even First, took the job yeah. and if he doesn't want to I go ah I don't think it's for me right yeah. now <laughs> but like it's a, you know where you talk about say Tyrone and they're, they're missing those forwards and you, you chat to boys like Brian McGuigan and ask them is there anybody else playing club football and they're like no that's the best yeah. but here's the best player in the county who's not out with the country like, yeah. so you're never going to get away from it he's not going to and a manager yeah. won't be able to let it go Division 2 All-Ireland fine, All-Ireland Championship might get him back in the mix yeah <laughs> <laughs> paraded down the streets of Tullamore on an open top bus with a Division 2 All-Star and a, and a holiday to Dubai or wherever you want to go at the end of it Niall McNamee's back in the mix if that's that's on the table and Offaly would be in the shake-up for Division 2 All-Ireland All-Ireland Championship there you go sold yep. Sold to the man from Derry. Yeah, well, I've got I've got a format that includes Division Two, but everybody comes back into Division One then at the end of it. Oh God, I've got okay. the format. We'll have to tune out here again. <laughs> Shane Dowling got twelve. He's a machine from the Piercing. Um, uh, nine frees, three from play. Um, outstanding stuff from him. Conal Keeney, um, outstanding again for Ballyboden. He got four points from play in the hour. And like we are talking about the Gooch and these fellas. Conal Keeney is of that age group, and look at him. He's still doing it for Dublin. He's still doing it for Ballyboden. And it's like, stop retiring and using 
legends as impact subs when they're not necessarily yeah. there yet isn't it the truth now maybe Bally Bowden are not like Dr Crooks and don't have a David Shaw but I'm sure if they did someone else would lose out and it wouldn't be Conal Keeney yeah. do you know what I mean and why does Gooch be the one to have to lose out again we have to keep qualifying this by saying we haven't seen enough of Dr Crooks this year to know has Gooch's form gone that that bad I can't believe it has. <laughs> Colonel Keeney, but the, I was watching some of the clips of that game and just thought this guy is one of the he's one of the greatest servants of Gaelic games you yeah. know, that we've had, especially this generation. It's the seventh Hurling County title with Bally Bowden. It was his pass now to give it away for that run from Howard to, to get the goal, but right. he got four he points. Give it away. And in football then, he's two county titles and an all-around club and a Leinster club. So he's done very well for himself. Like I mean, he hasn't got a Leinster club in Hurling, I don't think yet. But I'm sure they feel fairly um, mm. strong about it. Who have they got? They've, the Wexford champions usually good and the Ballyhale Shamrocks. So like Ballyboden wouldn't fear this Ballyhale Shamrocks team. They would have probably feared one five or six years ago when Cha and Henry and all those lads were still there. But Yeah, like you come out of a championship that includes Kula. You're thinking yeah. beyond Leinster. Oh, they have to. Yeah. They have to, yeah. There's no doubt. So the Leinster Hurling Championship then is, an, is uh, wide open and is actually fairly exciting. Um, this year whereas Kula you'd imagine if they had won it they would have been really strong favourites David Shaw four from play um, Tony Brosnan got two from play inside forwards um, Shaw is a speed demon a big tall rangy sort of fella like I mean I kind of quite like the look of this fella there's a bit of cutting in him mm. you use that expression up in Derry a bit of cutting no 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 do you not I no? thought it was a hurling sort oh of it's a great compliment thing. to be told you have a bit of cutting in you but uh uh, no, it must be a Leinster thing because JJ Delaney, we were talking about it one day. A bit of cutting, a bit of cutting means there's a bit of bite in you. There's yeah. a bit of yeah. It's a it's a, a, a tighter. It's, it's a very it's a very good quality. Wiry would be a similar to a bit of cutting. You know, wiry, a, yeah. A bit wiry, yeah. There's a bit of cut. I think a bit of cutting is a, a bit of fearlessness. A bit of. Uh, I wish that wiry was a bit more wiry, be watery ha- almost. No, wiry would be hardy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wiry would be tough. Would yeah. be hardy. Jeez, you've got a whole other language up there. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Connor Murphy scored two ten in the intermediate final. He got one two from play, two ten in all, and he's been talked about for the for the Kilkenny panel next year. Craig Bally Callan, they won the county the county final. They were beaten last year by our men in Bally Ragged, who uh, went up senior. <laughs> And celebrated it. I'm not sure we'll see the same antics from Craig. <laughs> There's no WhatsApp from Craig Bally It's all very timid there. So, like, I mean, um, I don't know what to say about that. So, 210 in a, in an intermediate final is outstanding going. And Eddie Brennan's back up as a senior player. So, congratulations to him. That's about it. Any other nominations from yourself, uh, Conan? See, it was all hurling, so you don't know it. Dicky Bird about it so you yeah, don't know what you're I'm talking about straight to football and going to the Galway Intermediate Final oh yeah and Spiddle won after Spiddle Spiddle yeah well I got, had Gilgores on to me yesterday I went to the Gale Talk <laughs> there you know oh really I, I've been to the Gale Talk and, and uh, Gale Gores hate me I've spent three weeks uh, <laughs> three weeks in Spiddle in Kalosh the Connacht yeah well I had sympathy for you yesterday because I wrote a story that said Spiddle in it and should have been you called it Spiddle on Spiddle yeah but um, anyway Magnus Brachna the keeper he used to play for Galway he, uh, they were losing he saved a penalty in the first half comes on to the ball they're a point down or seconds left he comes on to the ball inside the 45 completely barges over somebody he's standing on his way straight to the ground gets hung around the neck by somebody else because he kept going 
wins the free, scores the free, equalising, game's over, into a replay, and they went on and won it. Right. So Magnus Brachner has to be in there, if you Magnus ask me. Magnus Brachner. And there's the man, I can't think of his first name, Lennon for Bennett's Bridge. So he was a throwback to these big, huge, monstrous fullbacks. You don't see them in the yeah. game that much anymore. <laughs> but he scored a point. Jeez, it must have been from like well inside his own half inside his own 65 it was a monstrous point and it was around that time where Bennett's Bridge were back within 3 and 4 and it was a sensationally inspirational point but he was brilliant in that second half just a big monstrous man who liked to take the hit as yeah. well like I mean there's a throwback to these maybe the game's go- I know we don't have enough evidence to say the game's going back but look if, your offensive mark comes in? if this mark comes <laughs> in we might need to see a big a Darren Fay a big yeah. Darren Fay back there and getting that fist in and because there will guarantee one of the three will be a big man on on a lot of teams um, again that 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 tactic will evolve over time as well and we might move away in five years time to having three small you know what I mean yeah. there's different things we'll always like the, the Aussies when they started the compromise rules brought six foot seven giants in 1998 the very first year it was brought back in and when you see the the way the game evolved until recent years they're all bringing lads that are not even six foot that are athletes so they completely changed the way they play the game and I'm sure with the offensive mark that different things will be tried over the years and you wouldn't know you could end up with smaller players and just better passes into them now your smaller players will be in midfield though don't worry about <laughs> oh, it oh yeah Jesus we'll get into that <laughs> do you know what we forgot that day quickly before we finish up and this like I mean we talked about this and argued about this and do you know what we're saying well Brian Fenton we'll use the Brian Fenton versus Carol O'Connell example yeah. so we were like no because Brian Fenton would have the advantage one way and then Carol O'Connell would have the advantage the other way and then it was like somebody said to me on Twitter but would it not make sense that for Dublin's kickouts to put Keen O'Sullivan on Carol, Carol O'Connell and then for the Dublin kickouts to use Brian Howard on Carol O'Connell do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> ne- neither of us entertained this idea but then then obviously no but then obviously it would be Keen O'Sullivan would take on Carol O'Connell for the, for the Monaghan kickouts and then for the Dublin kickouts Carol O'Connell would go back yeah. and Darren Hughes would take on Fenton so too much would, space so it doesn't matter but it, but it would never be a case like we were discussing that day of a big man versus a little man that wouldn't you that actually wouldn't happen you would be swapping in and out based on what kind of strengths are and we talked about that for 10 minutes and neither of us knuckleheads yeah. uh, thought of it <laughs> but this isn't specified I don't know who's allowed in or not but did I uh, tell you that I had you jumping goals there we were playing a challenge match last week no and uh, half time I was coming off it was fine we're bringing on all our players I wasn't playing bad and uh, <laughs> they asked the keeper get injured and their sub keeper wasn't there so they asked me to jump in and I was like Jesus I don't mind but I can't kick the ball for the life of me and they said ah jump in and I thought because I was tall they must have thought it'd be alright well, wait a minute wait a minute don't run yourself down any outfield player can play in goals you have all the qualities outside. the only challenge is the kick out I can't kick it off the ground though. yes but that's gone out of the game now too right yeah but like yeah so it was fine everything I hit short but the first one I tried to kick long and just skidded across the ground and I was thinking you've not got a tee I have a tee you but couldn't even kick it no, up no I was getting at about 30-40 maybe into the chest of the midfielder right. but then it was better just going short actually the accuracy was okay going short but I was thinking, geez, imagine this this new rule was and I can't reach that forty five from yeah. the tee. It would be chaos every single time I kicked the ball out there'd be a throw in and twenty yards out. Yeah, but you wouldn't be in goal, so we're not even <laughs> gonna worry about that. But anyways, the way the game's the game's gone, a, any good soccer player would like I mean your, your kickouts just need to be good soccer passes really now, don't they? So if you've got any Gaelic footballer that has the ability to play soccer, you're just 
putting him nicely yeah. onto lads' chest. Everything I hit with the instep, like I didn't try yeah. to put my toe through it or anything. No, 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 exactly. Right, listen, before pe- well, people are going to tune out now anyways, because that's all we have time for. TJ Reid gets uh, performance the weekend. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Kilkenny County final, uh, Bally Hale hadn't won one in three years. Long, long drought. <laughs> um, and he scores 110-18 um, in the first half so really put the game to bed at half time so congratulations to him um, we'll be back on Thursday um, with another show again we'll talk to you then good luck well, when I started running I suppose I didn't stop and when I got the chance to go I said I'd stay going so it opened up we were only the small little fish out there so we are and uh, we're trying hard to make it through but it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.